Welcome to Peace by Believing with John Redmond, Associate Pastor of First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas. Today, John is joined by his mother, Dottie, as they share about how God sustained her during her battle with cancer. If you'll open your Bibles this morning to the, the book of Psalms, chapter number 50, the 50th Psalm, I want to show you one verse. It's verse number 15. Psalm 50 and verse number 15, the Bible says, call to me in the day of trouble. Say that with me. Call to me in the day of trouble. That's the first line. The second line, God said, and I will deliver you. Say that with me. And then it says, and you shall glorify me. That is a tremendous verse, and it tells us several things about life, several things about God. First of all, it says to us that in life, we are going to have some trouble. It's just a part of the human experience. We live in a fallen world, and sometimes difficult and hard things happen. So that's the first lesson we learn. The second lesson we learn is that when we have trouble, we're supposed to call on God and ask Him to help us and ask Him to see us through the trouble. The next lesson we learn is that when we call on God, He will hear us and He will answer our prayers, and one way or another, God will deliver us from whatever it is that we are going through. He will always deliver us ultimately and eventually. And then the next thing we learn is that after God delivers us, we are supposed to glorify Him. We're supposed to thank God for coming through for us, for answering our prayer, for seeing us through. We're supposed to glorify God for delivering us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that is the sermon for the day. How do you like that? Don't you wish they were all that short? That is it. Now, what I could do for the next half hour is stand up here and make that longer and tell stories and, you know, extrapolate on that. Or I could do something better. I could invite a very special person to join me on this platform. For the first time in six months, my mama is back in church. Can we welcome her today? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) You know, before I stepped up here, my husband wanted to encourage me. And so he said, well, you know, you're real emotional. And he said, when you see all those people, no telling what you're going to do. And I said, well, thanks for that emotion. He said, because you know, all their eyes are on you. And I said, oh, mercy. And I punched Joel and I said, would you go take my place? (laughs) But I cannot tell you how much I've missed this church. There's no way I can tell. And you, the church, is the people. And I have missed seeing you all Sunday in and Sunday out. And I was reading yesterday in Psalms 122 that said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I said, oh, what joy, what joy. I am going to church tomorrow. All of my life, I've gone to church. I, my parents, I was blessed with Christian parents. And, 
when I was an infant, <laughs> they took me, and they were really strange. My father never read about Dr. Spock, and he thought he had the Bible, and he was going to do what the Bible said. So Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, guess what? <laughs> I was at church. So when I've been out of church for six months, that is real foreign to me. And so the joy, the joy that's in my heart this morning, I mean, I just praise God, and I just thank him, and the verse that John read, we called upon God. We said, God, we're in a situation. If you don't help us, we don't know what we're going to do. And he said, do not worry. You call on me in the day of trouble. And we did. All of our family did. And he delivered us. And then he said, you will glorify me. And so this morning, what I want to do is to honor the Father and glorify him for his goodness to us all these days and all these weeks and all of this chemo and all this stuff that you just have to go through, and that's okay. I praise God for it. And so, but one thing I want to thank you for more than anything is your prayers. You all have prayed for us, and we could fill those prayers they just infiltrated our home. You prayed for me, and you prayed for John, and you prayed for Charles, and you prayed for Joel and Jody and Charlie, Joe and Joel, because we're a family. And when one hurts, we all hurt. And you know, we are a family. Our church is a family, and we rejoice for each other in happy times. But then when one of you hurt, we all hurt, and that's the way God wants it to be. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithful prayers that have seen us through every phase of this. And I'm, I'm not going to burst out singing, but I'd almost sing that song again. God is so good. He's so good to us no matter what we're going through. How have I done so far? Hey, Mom, <laughs> you've done great. I haven't even asked the first question. You've already gone five minutes. So you've done fantastic. We're just glad to have you oh, back. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I cannot tell you. My heart is so happy. And you know, tears, tears, uh, it's a, I think it takes a strong person to cry. I used to tell the boys when they were growing up, I said, it's okay to cry. It's a, it's, it takes a strong person to cry. And that tears are so special to God that he just bundles them up and he has a bowl in heaven. And he keeps those tears because when we have those tears, we're saying to God, we love you. And please help us. And we worship you and we adore you. And listen, I'm just a teardrop waiting to fall anyway. So, <laughs> so anyway, but these are happy tears. Happy tears okay, it's your Mom. turn. <laughs> no, happy tears. Well, we're just, we're just glad that you're back. That's Thank the you. main Thank thing. Thank you. It's, Thank it's you. First Baptist is better when you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I've got lots of questions okay. today. Okay. And uh, we were talking last night on the phone and... She said, John, when you ask a question, what am I going to do if I don't know what to say or if I give a short answer? I said, Mom, that's not going to be a problem, I don't think. You're going to give good answers and full answers. But before we get into some of the more substantive questions, just tell us how you, you look beautiful. How do you feel? I feel wonderful. I have energy. And the doctor says, okay, you cannot be amongst people uh, because your immune system is low. So if I don't hug you, I'm hugging you right now. So would you receive this hug? Just reach your arms out. Reach them out. And this, I'm hugging you. Okay, now you hug me. Do the same way. 
and I receive it. Now, see, so we've done that kind of hugging. But the doctor said, no huggings, no getting close to people because your resistance is low, your immune system is low, and so you, you just would catch anything. So anyway, I made, we made a covenant. I did with that doctor. I said, okay, now you're my doctor. So whatever you say, I'm going to do. So that's, but I feel, but that's not what you asked. I feel wonderful. <laughs> well, you look great and the immune system's coming back up. And oh, it's, it's just a, a matter oh, of time. Yes, yes, it'll be up. It'll be up. Yes. And on uh, December 17th, I have another CT scan and all that stuff, that follow-up stuff and the blood test and it will show. And I know that everything's coming up because I feel so good. You feel good. I do you feel, feel good. good. You look great. Thank you. You know, Mom, it says in the Bible, in the Old Testament, we read a verse in Proverbs, for example, that says, don't boast about tomorrow. Yes. You don't know what a day may no, bring. Exactly. And in the New Testament, it basically says the same thing. It says that our life is like a vapor. Yes. It's here for a moment and then it's gone. Absolutely. And so we know that life is fragile. Absolutely. Tell us today how that became a reality okay, for you. Okay. I'll be glad to. On May 2nd. Uh, Charles and I were driving into Houston, and I was having a routine test that the doctor said, I don't expect to find anything, but this is what I feel like we need to do. So driving up there, we were trying to decide um, uh, where we would have dinner that night. And I told him, I said, surely I get to choose because I'm the one having the test. And he said, okay, but let me see what you're going to say. So anyway, we had that. It was just, it was a jestful conversation. And so we got up to Houston and we had the test and, and the doctor kept reassuring me. He said, I don't expect to see a thing because he said, I think you're doing well. I said, listen, I am not sick. I am doing wonderful. And then maybe an hour later or something, I heard him. And when I was getting dressed, I heard him say, would you please call Dr. Redmond? And I thought, oh, this is not good. And so when he came back, uh, Charles came back. The doctor said, I didn't expect to see any of this, but you got a problem. And he said, you need to see a hematologist oncologist. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that doesn't sound good. And he said, you've got lymphoma. I don't think I even knew what lymphoma was. It's a form of cancer. You probably know all about it. But anyway, and he said, but it's treatable and it's curable. And so uh, I remember thinking the plans that we had a lot of things planned for the summer, a lot of things planned for the fall, and they just took second place. So, no, don't, don't worry about tomorrow because we don't know what tomorrow brings, but what we need to do is be ready for tomorrow. Right, and the shock of that oh, diagnosis. shock. Uh, oh, mercy. You know, I, got, I, had, I was meeting with the family that day at church, and I got back to my office, and Dad had sent a text to me telling about this. And it just, it just shocked all of us. But uh, what was your initial response when you heard the word cancer or lymphoma? Well, I really, I just, I guess it was anxiety. I was not afraid because I knew it was going to be okay. Because I knew that, I knew whichever way it went, that God was going to take care of me. And I knew that I would be healed here or either in heaven. And I was good with that. So I knew it was going to be okay. But my response was not, I wasn't afraid, but I was just, there was anxiety, and I thought, oh, cancer? Okay. Now, what does that mean? What is there ahead of me? And that's kind of what, that's what I, that my thoughts, my thoughts. Now, Mom, we know that God directs our steps. Yes, the, yes. The, the scripture is clear on that, that when we're trying to make a decision in life, God is orchestrating and yes. leading us. Now, yes. in your particular case, the urologist who found the lymphoma actually yes. recommended yes. you to one doctor. Yes. 
And yet there were others who were saying you might should go to MD Anderson right. with this. And so that was a major decision. Yes. yes. And so talk to us a little bit about how God did lead you to MD Anderson and the significance, the significance of that. It was wonderful. It was just so wonderful. We have a, a doctor in our church. And he referred me to Dr. Uh, Maria Rodriguez, who was, was the head of the lymphoma department at MD Anderson. And so we had an appointment with her on Wednesday. And then on uh, that Friday, we were going to the other doctor. And I really didn't want to go to MD Anderson. I was intimidated by MD Anderson. It's and just so big. It's so big. And I thought I'd, I would rather go to a smaller hospital. And so I kind of made my mind up before I even met Dr. Rodriguez. Well, then when I met her, it was like God said, and, and you and Daddy and Joel were with me that day. And we all felt in our heart of hearts that God said, this is the doctor that I've chosen for you. And this is the one that I, and I can, do I need to tell him how good it was that now? Is that another question? Whatever you It'll be okay? It'll be fine. <laughs> I asked him to do this because when I even teach a Sunday school class, I have notes. I even have commas and periods and paragraphs. And so I knew if I came up here with that, I wouldn't say a thing to me. I've lost my train of thought. But anyway, uh, I know my Sunday school class is glad that they've had some real teachers for these days. But anyway, it was so important, and we found that out a little bit later, because the chemo, art chop, which is what Dr. Rodriguez prescribed, which that's a very standard, uh, treatment. standard treatment for what I had. Normally, uh, people have six treatments of eight hours each, so that's 48 hours. Okay. Now, my treatment was extended over 300-plus hours, and it was the same amount, but she did it differently and more slowly. So that probably saved my life. I if, it had, if I had been had that given to me so quickly, probably. Mom, tell us about when we were in, in her office that day, and she was showing us the, the scans and the images, and she was explaining the treatment. And uh, I'll let you tell the story, but she said, you have two strikes yes, against you. Yes, she did. I mean, she was talking to us, and, and she was looking me eyeball to eyeball, and I thought, I wish you'd look to my three men over here. You're making me nervous. And she was telling me all these things about what I had. And I thought, oh, my gracious. And then she said, but there's something else. And I thought, well, go ahead and let me have it. <laughs> let me hear it all right now. And she said, you've got two strikes against you. She said, one thing, this lymphoma covers your right kidney. And she said, secondly, your age. Well, I didn't too much like her saying that because I never thought I was old. But anyway, she said it. <laughs> I didn't agree with her, but she said it. And she said, I'm not sure if your heart and your kidneys would be able to take this treatment. And I remember I was thinking, but God can. That kept going through my mind. God can. God can. And so I, when she said that, she, after she knew I was just really probably about to fall under, she said, now let me ask you, do you need a chaplain? And I said, ma'am, I got three right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard them say together, we need one. Yeah, we, needed, we needed a chaplain bad. bad. <laughs> That's what they said. And I said, may I say something? And she said, certainly. And I said, first of all, I want to tell you, I appreciate MD Anderson. It is a wonderful place. And it has helped so many people. And Dr. Rodriguez, I feel that God sent me to you. And I appreciate you. And I know that you're the one that God wanted me to have at this particular time. And I said, but third, let me tell you something. I'm a Christian. And I know that my times are in his hands. 
And so I'm okay. Whichever way. I said, I want to be healed. I do want to be healed. But if that's not what God has for me, that's okay because I'll be with him. And so I finished my little talk. And then I, I think John was sitting by me and I turned and I said, would you pray? And so that was how that visit went. And it, it, was, it was hard, but it was good. Well, she was honest. She, she was, was painfully very honest. Uh, painfully honest. You, I, I didn't tell you all the things that she told me. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to make it to get to the door when she was telling me all these things. You know, I thought, oh, my goodness gracious. She was pain, that's a good way of saying it. She was painfully honest. Painfully yes. honest. Yes. The, uh, the mass, the tumor that you had, had covered up your right kidney. Yes. It had covered up pretty much half of your abdomen yes. and was moving towards your heart, towards yes. your aorta. Yes. And that was the concern. And so we'll fast forward just maybe even to later on that day or the next day. I think it was the next day when you started your first round of chemo in MD Anderson. Right, right. And uh, they were so concerned about your kidneys that they had said to you, you may have to go on dialysis immediately once we start this treatment. Right. And they had said, you're going to have to... Be. Tell us about when they were reading you. By this time, it was just you and Dad yes. in the uh, room. Yes, it Joel was hard. <laughs> y'all, why did y'all leave? Anyway, <laughs> they <laughs> but, left. But before that, I do want to say this, and I think this is out of order. But before that happened, when we left Dr. Rodriguez's office, I said, okay, Charles, take me about Walgreens drugstore. I want to get some uh, uh, index cards and spiral this. And I said, I've got to write some verses on this. So we went home, and I went to Bethel. That's where I pray. And God just gave me all these verses. And so I wrote all these verses down. And by the way, we prayed these together. I have a wonderful husband. He's so patient with me. But anyway, he never left my side. And we prayed these verses together every morning and every night. So then we went on down to MD Anderson, checked in the hospital. You and Joel left. And here we were, Daddy and me. Oh, my goodness gracious. The two weakest of the four, I guess, that Charles is strong. I'm the weaker. And so they said, okay, we're going to start your treatment. And so, but it didn't get started until about 10, 30, 11 that night. And so we were there, and they had me all hooked up. And, and the nurse said, before we start this treatment, we're not sure you can take it. And I thought, yes, I've heard that. Don't tell me that again. <laughs> and she said, but what we're going to do, uh, I'm reading you all the side effects. And she did. And I thought, oh, my gracious. And I thought, God... You're going to help me. I know you are. You're going to help me. And so anyway, she said, now, we're going to have to check your vital signs every uh, 15 minutes to see if you're making it, if you can do it, if you can take it. And then every 30 minutes after we do that for an hour, and then every so often, and, and, and we can see how if we, we can't slow it down anymore, but we're going to see if your body can take this. And I said, okay, I don't have any choice. Here I am all hooked up. And uh, so... Charles was sitting over here, and I said, Charles, would you take these verses, and would you read these verses to me while I'm getting this chemo? Would you do that? And he said, sure. God love his heart. So he sat there. He took, me, took my hand, and then he started reading these verses, and here I was. And when he'd read a verse, I would claim a verse, and he got to reading that verse that says, Dottie Redmond, I am your God. I'm going to take care of you. I am going to hold you up with my righteous right hand. Do not worry about chemo because I am bigger than chemo and I am here with you. And I raised up my, I raised up my hand and I said, oh God, here's my hand. And I literally in my heart, I felt his hand reach down and touch my hand. 
And I thought, as long as you are holding my hand, whatever happens, I'm okay. And guess what? I went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And Daddy kept reading all these verses. And, but that was that experience. And you had of, none of the side effects, thankfully. Had no side effects. I mean, I felt wonderful. I kept telling I told Dr. Rodriguez, I said, I am not sick. I feel good. She said, ma'am, if you could have seen the CT scan, you'd been bent double <laughs> or been brought in on a, on a stretcher. Now, listen, I, I think you're not a realist, but I'm telling you, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> And I kept telling everybody I'm not, but I was. But anyway, God, this is what God can do for you, no matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter. As long as you have Jesus, there's always hope, whatever it is. Okay, I had lymphoma. You have, maybe you have sicknesses. Maybe you have financial problems. Maybe you have emotional problems. Maybe you have family problems. I don't care. We all have some kind of problem. But, but we have a God who is bigger than any problem that we will have. And if we, you know, he, God told me early on, yes, that's right, to him be the glory. He is bigger than any problem you have. I don't care what it is. And God told me early on, oh, my goodness, my hair. <laughs> and I'll have to confess, I have learned that my identity is not in my hair. <laughs> this is a wonderful, uh, what do you call it, Joel? Little Joel, what do you call it? Uh, garment, garment, garment. Uh, but anyway, I have to, I don't like to look in that thing right there. But now I have completely lost my thought. What was I talking about? Okay, anyway, anyway, God just said, okay, listen, Dottie Redmond, you are mine. I have called you by name, and you belong to me. And I'm going to take care of you. Whichever way it goes, I am taking care of you. And so he said, but there's one thing I want you to do. He said, you keep your focus on my presence. Don't focus on the problem. I mean, admit you have it, but don't go lollygagging around about I've got lymphoma. I'm in bad shape. This chemo is killing. No. You just keep. And then, Jimmy, you would have been so proud. I, I, I said verses all the time. And then one day I was getting a a PET scan. Oh, gosh, I never heard one of those. And I was in a room by myself for one hour. I had to drink something so everything would show up and contrast, whatever. And I thought, that door is so big, and I'm here by myself. If I call them, they couldn't hear me. Of course, they said there's a button over here. Push it. So I started singing in the presence of Jehovah. I'm not going to sing it. Don't worry. But I sang it. And I sang that song because God told me, you concentrate on my presence, not on the problem. If you concentrate on the problem, whatever it is, you will go completely bonkers. But as long as we have God with us, and I say this again, as long as we have Jesus, we always have hope. Well, that is so very true. As long as we have Jesus, we always have hope. And you may be going through something today similar to what my mom went through. Maybe you're battling cancer or or going through something and you're just thinking, man, I I don't have any hope. The doctors are not giving me any hope and uh, the circumstances seem to be hopeless and there just doesn't seem to be any good outcome to this situation I'm facing today. Remember what my mom said, as long as we have Jesus... We always have hope. We know that, that even in the day in which we live, God can still work miracles. 
God can still touch and heal sick bodies. And so today, if you're in a, in a situation where you just feel like you have lost all hope, I just encourage you to do what my mom did. And that is just to reach out your hand to Jesus by faith and ask him to help you and strengthen you. And if you're sick, ask him to heal your body and then just trust him to do it. Now, the good news is uh, if you're a Christian, he's going to heal your body one way or another. He's either going to heal it here on earth or he's going to heal it by taking you to heaven. And that's his decision. We have to trust him with how it works out. But put your case in God's hands and ask him to do what is in your best interest and then trust him and he will help you and he will see you through. And I want to just thank you for listening today. I would encourage you to keep praying for my mom that she'll stay healthy and that her immune system will get stronger each day. And thank you for listening. We hope that today's message has been a blessing to you. You can find this message on our website, peacebybelieving.org, under the broadcast tab. Thank you for spending some time with us today. And we look forward to you joining us on the next Peace by Believing with John Redmond and his mother as they continue their message, Dottie Redmond's Battle with Cancer.